it's you're just funny. It's, it's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? advertising firm so we have a lot of people to help uh make it happen do you cool. so are, do you have like an intro do you do the intro later or are you going to read an intro before we jump in you know i've lately i've i've been doing intros for almost two years i'm like 180 80 episodes in analytically like i'm, I'm really starting to dive deep into it yep. people fast forward through intros hmm. like they go to like to two minutes i don't even do it anymore like so i just think people's attention span is getting yeah that's fair and i'm guilty of it too yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just getting so like just to see my podcast. I do like I do like the intros, but maybe but maybe I'm older and God knows. See, I'm, I'm the same way. Now. Like even yeah. if you look at like you know Joe Rogan, of course, is like the goat, but um, he's a horrible <laughs> example because he's been doing it for twelve right, years. Right, it's not even fair. Yeah, yeah. it's just, you can't compare. Now you start to see like other podcasts, like even um, news podcasts, anchor podcasts, celebrity podcasts. They're not even doing those intros anymore, but it's also hard to compare because most of those folks have a following already. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether you have a thousand followers or 10,000 followers or a million, typically yep. when you click the name on yep. that podcast, right there for the fire. Yep. But uh, I'm, I'm super intrigued, uh, Jacques Spitzer, of mainly kind of what you do, because I know right now you're running this brand industry and it's super interesting to me with, you know, the economy the way it is. There's a lot of companies that are expanding and innovating and uh, on my podcast in particular there's three things i talk about which is uh, financial health physical health and mental health and for me as a business owner a podcaster and a content creator those are kind of like all encompassing especially when you talk about from a video standpoint content standpoint social media the impact that it's having not just on our culture but just the job industry it's uh mm -hmm. it's fascinating so i love talking to fellow business owners and kind of seeing how you got your start and where the brand's at and everything now. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, yeah. and there's, there's not a short answer to that, but I will <laughs> say, um, you know, where we sit today with Raindrop, which is the agency that I'm a CEO of, we produce, we say, marketing that people love. And that is a lofty thing to say, but the reality is, is that, I mean, literally just like statistically speaking, we make ads that people watch for longer than anyone else in the world right now. So if, wow. if you want to, like we have ads that we that we run on YouTube that get an average watch time of over 40 seconds. Um, we have ads that have 10 to 12% completion rates, you know, where they're 33 plus minutes long and people are like, wow, I, I love this ad. I want to get to know this brand. They're taking action. They're buying. Um, and so... You know, you started the entire podcast with this idea of you have these three disciplines and one of them is business. And in this environment, almost every business is asking themselves, okay, I think about like your business is like a lemon that you've picked from a tree. And it's like, I'm making lemonade. Have I squeezed all the juice out? Like before mm -hmm. I just move on to the next thing. That's right. And I know what the work that you all do. It's like, you can do a podcast, but if you can record it as well um, on video, you can, it's like, you can get 20 to 30 pieces of content from 30 minutes of your time. And it's like that mindset is where people are going to win in an environment where things may feel like they're contracting. 
Um, and so what I would say is we run, we create ads, we create marketing that people love um, with the goal of saying, hey, you're going to do advertising. You might as well do it in a way that's going to generate more impact. Um, I know everyone like thinks they're doing that, but the reality is it's hard to do and you can feel and tell the difference. Um, right. You know, I would say there's like a dozen agencies in the world that like their work just continually. It's like you see an ad, you're like, damn, that's a good ad. And then you go, you look it up and you're like, oh, of course it's that. Right. Uh, I like to think that our agency is one of those, but that's how we approach our work. And uh, that's what we're up to. About 100 team members. We have two agencies here based out of San Diego, but we're all over the country. The other um, brand is called Marion Gold, and it primarily services you know, the hospitality and tourism industries, a lot of restaurant groups. It's a very different agency. Um, and different it, it demo. Came, and, yeah, exactly. And, it, and it, it came from the reality that, you know, 13 years in, the first 10 years, we were really serving this um, a more like regional community here in San Diego and Southern California. And then the last four, three, four years, because of the explosive growth of some of the brands that we've collaborated with, Dr. Squatch is the most well-known because we took them from 3 million to hundreds of millions behind a lot of this advertising and then working with Lumi and Manscaped and Native. It's like, it, it kind of, it snowballed where all of a sudden we were known for creating this marketing that people love. It's more consumer packaged goods, a lot more direct consumer stuff. Um, so that's a very long answer for like, who am I and where we're at? Yeah, man, that's exactly what I wanted to hear too. Because you know the fact that you've worked with so many of these brands, and I've seen, um, I think I don't even know, I don't know if I approached you first, or excuse me, if I saw your content first, or if it was the brands you worked with, and then I started to research and raindrop and kind of looked into it, and I was like, oh, CEO, and then of course after I, you know, clicked your name once, next thing you know, you're on my for you page for like two weeks, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna DM this guy and see. But it, yeah, it's man, so that's, that's the way it works. I'm just like I'm like smothering you in my own uh, face, yes, um, yes. which sounds really weird. But I mean, I'm like, ooh, Jacques, I need to talk to. And him. you liked it enough to invite me on the show, so, <laughs> I, did. Um, so I got sucked. I think we need to start this entire thing with Tony enjoyed being smothered by Jacques' face, which is brought what brought us here. Yes, Welcome that <laughs> that will be the handle, and my for you page will forever be tainted. Thank you. Um, but you know it, it's interesting what uh, what your brand's doing because uh, your your company as a whole is just I, I love the I've been involved with brand for so long. I mean, prior to to me own my own company, I worked for Monster Energy for ten years in the marketing department. So um, I, I was involved with a, a lot of contracts and the marketing side there, and them starting their own podcast and and uh, they're very good. Um, which it sounds like you guys are as well, pivoting and innovating with brands and more importantly DTC, which you mentioned. Because that, to me, I think a lot of brands forget sometimes, and I'm sure you deal with this a lot more. I'd love to hear your feedback. But brands come in as if it's like the grandpa that's going to tell you how to do Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of brands come in and they say, all right, this is – Coca-Cola is a great example. All right, this is how we're supposed to do things. We want this. We want the polar bear here. We want this. Customers don't want that anymore. It's a different mm -hmm. time. You have to pivot and innovate a little bit, and that's why there's a lot of brands like Liquid Death – that are kind of, and Logan Paul's company, Prime, that are surpassing a lot of these beverage companies because Coca-Cola and Pepsi doesn't want to hop on the the train. You know, I yeah. think they they just started a TikTok, I think, a year ago. You know, and, I mean, look, uh, you're 100% right. And in my experience, you know, especially as the brands get bigger and bigger, there's, there's kind of like three reasons why this happens. I only can only think of actually two, but I'm going to find a third by the time I'm done answering this. Um, 
The first is that a lot of people that end up running the brands are inheriting the brand from someone who someone, 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 I, I don't know how else to put it, but it reminds me there's like these really funny um, videos online where people, it's kind of like a game of telephone where, where someone will tell someone something and it gets passed to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. And by the time that you get to the last person, right, you end up in a situation where, um, you know, that person is running the brand, but it's like they're, they're trying to run it based on what they've been told from almost seven sort of like iterations away. Um, and I think that's how brands sometimes can like lose that's, I think that's one. That's, that's how they can lose their way. Yeah. I think two, I think a lot of brands go through an arc. We've seen it with a couple of our clients now where when you first are like smaller, nimble, we'll say under two or $300 million in sales. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're not talking that small, but we're just saying, you know, we're, we're, we're known, but we haven't saturated the market. You know, even it's interesting, even liquid death is something that sure they're known ish but like did my parents know about it no right so it's like it's it, within a very specific demo yeah. it, it's getting buzzed up well known but like in general i would say they haven't cracked the you category know, the category like For if you sure. take if you take the pulse of like what's actually happening or like not just sales but awareness um and that's what a big thing i've learned over time is like you just you can't assume that that many people actually know about the brand even after 130 150 200 million in sales, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, jarring when you realize how little people actually know until you're like a billion dollars. And so uh, but that arc, sorry, that was a very long way of saying the arc that people go through is I have nothing to lose to I have something to lose mm. to I better not get in trouble. Right. And it's like, as a marketer, it's like, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about like prime launches and Jake Paul is like running around, like, I'm going to blur, blur out my own finger on camera. I'm flicking off the camera. It's like, he just doesn't give a shit. And it's like, Coke can't do that. That's right. It's, 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 it's like bringing a gun to a knife fight mm -hmm. because they literally can't do it. And yeah. so I think and that's what's interesting, you know? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but I mean, no. You nailed it because a lot of that, especially because I came from from that world, um, you know, Monster is a great example because they went from when they got absorbed by Coca-Cola when I was with the company, I think it was 2015 or 16, the mm -hmm. attitude changed like overnight, totally. you know, yep. and, and which is natural. I get it. Stockholders and, you know, you got an IPO. You like you got to do what you got to do. I get it. But you also lost what it is in that culture to be who you are and why there's so many people that do it. And I think eventually there's going to be fans of your product that just stick around for years to come. But yep. to create that new environment, what we're talking about, that innovation, which I feel like just as a business owner for what I've seen, it, it, things are changing so quickly and so much. And it's almost like if you're not on top of it all the time, and you know, obviously you can't go a year doing the same thing. You have right. to constantly be looking at analytics and things are changing so much and people lose interest so quickly. You know, yep. they'll go from one thing just because they saw a really great ad, which in your mm -hmm. business is great because if someone's advertising with your company, hey, as long as I'm staying on top of it, I'm doing it. That's how you can adapt and change. And to your point, you can't just stop spending money. You yep. have to always spend money to make the money. Absolutely. The okay, third right. thing. See, see how thing. I gave you that little uh, buffer there? Was that enough no, time? No, to... no, I had three. So, you know, I oftentimes, we're talking about like, how, how come a Pepsi just can't be as nimble and compete with Prime in these spaces and everything else? It, I think there's also a reality that the bigger that the teams get, 
you know, everyone feels a need to have their stamp on it. So like the, Mm. the clients that we see the most success with are always the most curious and the most humble period, like a thousand percent over and over and over again. It's like, those are the, the main factors that lead these teams to success where we get into issues is that like, you know, you'll be years into working with a brand, they hire a new person. And then that new person immediately is like, no, 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 I need to, I need to change something. I need to have my impact on things. And it, it, it reminds me of a, of a piece is like the brand is, is malleable. It's like clay. And then all of a sudden, if you have six different hands in there, you can find yourself in a situation where it's like, you've helped literally create this brand from scratch. And then all of a sudden you'll have a 22 year old girl in a meeting being like, well, this isn't on brand. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it's, and it's nothing, I mean, I'm using it as a, you know, it's not actually a 22 year old girl, but you get sure. my point. It's like, you can get to a place where you have so many perspectives and opinions mm-hmm. on what the brand should be, that it becomes this amal- like this like squished amalgamous thing comparatively to something like a prime or a liquid death, where mm-hmm. it's like two or maybe four or five people being like, this is it. And we're just going to charge a hundred percent for it. It's so potent because there's not like the ego of like, well, I need to have my fingers on this, my input. And by the time you have 30 inputs, you end up with a squishy clay thing that just like doesn't serve anyone. And I think we see that a lot in advertising and just in brand in general. So those are my three things. Awesome. I, I, yeah. There you go, Tony. That was great. I promise. Right? <laughs> sound effects. Sound effects. It, it is, uh, it is so crazy how, cause you nailed it. I think with a lot of companies now in particular to where there is those, those three different examples, probably I would say more often than not that people are listening to this right now, you're, you might even be involved in a company that like I was where they ended up letting me go because they didn't have the funding because they were spending too much money on parts of marketing that they thought was going to be the new thing. And right. sometimes you jump too quick into that reallocating those funds, which really you're not following some data. You're just doing it because other companies are doing it. You have to take your time and you have to really figure out analytically what makes the most sense for that company. Because sometimes just because like one company like a prime is doing great on TikTok or whatever, there's something interesting and unique about having an influencer like a Logan Paul or a YouTuber in these cases. You see a lot of these guys and gals that are starting these companies and doing whether it's a beverage or like Mr. Beast with Feastables. Yep. These, these cats are capitalizing on a market that a large brand, no matter how much money you pump into it, you cannot get because these folks have built up a uh, an influence literally sure. a fan following yeah. for years and years so you got to be careful as well if you're a brand to invest money into certain things that quite frankly it might just go into an empty well because you don't have the fan base that that these folks do yeah it's it, it is a mirage to your point like it's crazy it, it's kind of like you're like oh like if i make content like that it should work the same way and you're like it's kind of like we, we were talking before this about podcasting it's like mm. if you already have ten thousand people that religiously listen to your podcast it doesn't matter how good the opening is they're still gonna listen to the podcast whereas like if you have no trust and like people don't listen past the opening then like nothing's gonna happen it's the exact same thing where it's like doesn't really matter what the ad is like logan paul's face is going to carry it um right. mr beast's face is going to carry it and of course they're going to do it in a, in a smart way that's going to resonate but it's like there's um, it's kind of like to me, that's like bowling with bumper lanes where it's like you can't you can't roll a gutter mm-hmm. because you already have a built in audience. It's going to watch it regardless of needing yeah. to put any money behind it or anything. I'm like, it's bumper bowling. That's right. The Rock is a great example. The, <laughs> the Rock is we, we need that man. Thank goodness. 
but he is no matter what he touches, it's it's gold. And yeah, well, sometimes he's got the point now to where people will buy it even if they don't like it, and just because it's his name on it, you know. He's and, so charming. He's so strong. He's so he's so good. he seems so kind. It's hard to find. I mean, it's hard to find footage of him of like being an asshole. And, I don't think he, I, I don't think he is. I just think no. um, there's certain people that uh, are born special, and then and then he's developed. You know, he's developed yeah. it. I mean, I saw some video of him literally yesterday morning that was like he ran to a fan and he was it took time to it was espn put it out no less it was like on espn's channel it was like look at the rock like taking time out of his day to like shout out this random girls like like family or whatever yeah. and i was like the, the rock man yeah. i mean in a world where kanye west is doing what he's doing it's like you need yeah. you need the rock more yeah. than it. i mean less. The rock Pun intended. I mean, rock in a hard place. I mean, that guy. Oh, he's that, our rock. He is our rock. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy to see not just him, but, you know, we're talking about influencers and people and things like that. And social media is changing a lot because what I enjoy most about kind of watching brands and people and influencers and companies develop is 15 years ago, we wouldn't be able to see a guy like The Rock do all these incredible things. And we wouldn't be able to see the development of a lot of brands and a lot of influencers. Enough content gets out of your personal channel or your brand's channel, you really start to find a connection with a brand. And mm. there's something unique and special about that because when you couple that with an actual ad, now you've gotten drawn in from social. You see the ad. You might not have purchased anything before, but when you couple that social media with the ad, mm. now you feel you know, I've been a part of this for a month, a year, whatever. Now yep. that you see the ad, it's kind of like the fibular that you need to press that checkout button. And yep. I, I just can't imagine a world now without social media. I don't know how I purchase things in the past. Like, I know I watch commercials on TV. I know I listen to radio ads. But think about the connection that that we used to have back in the day. You know, like, when's the last time you can think where you saw a billboard and you pulled over right away and you went to 7-Eleven because you saw that billboard? Right. It just never happened, but you see all these ads on TikTok or social media and, you know, some of the things you guys put out is incredible and very impactful to where you build a relationship off that ad, you go to that social media, and now just looking at that feed, you're able to build a, a connection with that brand and it just makes right. it more trustworthy to, to click that checkout button. It's very fascinating. Yeah, I think a, a very fair way to replace the word social media, but it is a social media to replace that concept. It's like as a brand, it was it was almost impossible to form a community because there wasn't a place for people to gather unless they were physically present. Mm. Up until you know social media, it was like the only way to experience something as a community would be to physically go to a similar to an event where people get to meet, which is still very much a thing. But sure. all that you know, these digital media platforms has a lot us to do is to opt in for free to these brand communities where I'm getting more content about whatever it is that I find interesting or enjoy. And so, yeah, I mean, it is an, it is an interesting thought, though. I actually had never thought about the fact that really what social media provides is digital community and a sense of discovery, which to your point, you saw television ads, but um, Bottom line is, is like even today, even the height of pandemic, like only 18% of purchases are online and height of pandemic. So 
I feel like we never think about things as just simply direct to consumer. It's like if it is direct to consumer, eventually it might go retail. Almost everything does because that is still where 80% of purchasing is going to happen, if not more than 80% of purchasing. And so the reality is you find most of the things at the store. That's really where you find most of the things. And it's still true today. That's right. And yeah, you nailed it with community too. I didn't even think about that. That word completely escaped me um, because that, that is exactly what it is. Even with you know my podcast, uh, the fact that I'm the community that I built up kind of subconsciously, I don't even think about it, but you know, I get hundreds of messages saying, Hey, you know, episode, this help me with this. And, and then I don't think about anything because I'm just thinking it's in the DM, no big deal. But really there is this community, whether your community is 10 people or a million people, that community is with you. And, you right. know, that's what these influencers and these other, uh, big folks like the rock have built up over the years to where they I was just going to say community. like, you're not welcome in Tony's community unless you love The Rock. Like if you're someone who 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 literally doesn't like The Rock, you are not welcome here. And I want yeah. you to hear that. Scram. And you need to get the hell out of Spotify out. or Apple, whatever you listen to. This is coming from a guy, dude, that just a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever Black Adam came out, I showed up in my Black Adam Under Armour gear, my Project Rock shoes. I'm drinking a Zoa energy drink. I got my fucking Under Armour hat. Like I was, I was repping the rock. I was in it. Wow. Yeah, I had no fun. idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I need to materialize my appreciation for the rock way more because yes. my only real interaction with the rock recently was to see uh, the movie Jungle Cruise. And I was like, eh, it was okay. That's not the best but, one to lead. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, you're yeah. over here like, no, 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 like the no. rock, the, the rock has influenced my every fiber and being. Yes. Um, it's it's uh no it is it is funny the rock's just one of many examples but I find myself especially because I'm so immersed into like my business and talking to different brands and people and uh, editing all their content and seeing so many faces it's so crazy that I've built up and a lot of people I don't know how we're able to build up so much bandwidth in our head to handle all this stuff because you know we're talking a lot about community and products and and brands like every brand that I have whether it's an Apple or you know, something from The Rock or an Android device or a PC computer. Like, I follow those brands on social media, and I'm a part of that community as well. Yeah. And when you think about that impact of what we do on a daily basis, and our feed is just filled with things that we like, that we don't like, that we thought about liking, I just don't know how we're able to handle this because it seems so new. I mean, you know, this social media thing's been around for 20 years, yeah, but... Really, I feel like just in the last five, it's talk about a defibrillator. I mean, it is the pandemic, I think, was a big portion of that, right? That maybe mm -hmm. got people yeah. more on it. But yeah. And I mean, look, uh, someone pointed this out to me and it was it was shocking to me. I want you to do it uh, after this episode. Someone pointed out to me that you can't go on Facebook or Instagram. So I want you to go to Instagram and every three like posts or every two to three stories you watch, you will get served an app. It is shocking. I, I mean, in my mind, if someone would ask me, I'm like, yeah, like every six to seven, maybe yeah. eight posts, I get an ad. It's That's every two to three. It was disgusting when I started realizing it. I was like, whoa. whoa, almost about half of the content I'm actually consuming on these apps is basically an ad. It, re it reminded me of magazines like that. That's how much of the experience yeah. like is the experience now so go and do it and see like see if you find it to be true but like i get served an ad every two to three posts and it is like whoa like i didn't realize how much ads i was consuming yeah um, 
well, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I just sort of like, yeah, it's just part of my experience. I was just about to say, yeah, especially with, you know, because me and my wife always uh, joke around about this, but we have, you know, Alexas and all that stuff. I don't want to say her name too loud because she'll hear me and she'll turn on and she'll do that stupid thing. I was going to say, I like how you whispered. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> nothing's too. Alexa. Yeah, I made the mistake of saying it one time on a podcast and she was like starting to play Spotify. And I'm like, what are you doing? We joke around about like, we'll say something and then immediately something shows up on our phone, right? Yep. And we obviously know our phones and, and this girl, she's listening to us. And I'm okay with that most of the time because typically when I get served something, it's something I like, I wanted. And we always get mad that, you know, it's listening. But come on, a lot of my purchases are based off things. I just my friends and my wife to listen to me. Like, is it, I don't mind that my devices are doing it. I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm totally okay with it. I mean, it's gonna bite us in the ass, I'm sure, sometime soon. But, you know, that's um, half the stuff in my house that's nice is because I got served an ad and I just clicked it and it got here in two days. Uh, there was a really interesting Elon Musk recent quote around like he directed some of it at advertisers. I don't know if you saw his quote by any chance, but he had this whole quote um, that was like part of it was, I believe that advertising when done right is a sense of discovery and it can bring joy and entertainment and value to people's lives. But like ads that are not targeted are basically spam. And so and I was like, yeah. well, he's not wrong. You know, I'm mean, like, it, he is, in fact, correct about that. Now, what that looks like beyond that, you know, I don't know. But I, I will say, yeah. like, when, when people were championing, like, yay, privacy, I was like, look, I hear you. But, like, I also don't want to get ads for 60-year-old women on my feed either. Mm-hmm. Like, and neither do you. Like, so there is a reality here where it's like, you know, if every two to three pieces of content is an ad, and then all of a sudden it's not has nothing to do with you that's gonna be a very frustrating user experience well you know and not only that but uh, i just had someone on my show a few weeks ago and we talked in depth about um algorithms and things like that and we we didn't share the same opinion on this but we keep forgetting sometimes that youtube is free Mm -hmm. instagram is free facebook is free the reason it's free is because these companies can make billions of dollars a year and they service ads so we kind of have to be careful of like, and Twitter is a great example because everyone hates Twitter, but everyone's on it. And there's all this shit talking, which I'm super excited about Elon, which I don't mind getting into later on. But the change he's going to make is exciting. But we forget that this is a huge privilege to have these social media apps. And especially as a business owner, and obviously as you, as a, as a CEO of um, an ad agency, you got to be super excited about social media because to me, it's not only is it a new way to geo-target, consumers and go D to C like never before. But the fact that you could do it at such a at such a price that to me personally as a as an owner, I, I don't think you can find anything remotely close to get the ROI and the impact and to hit your demo that you want and target it so specifically and so beautifully that mm-hmm. it not only gets to the consumer when you want, how you want, but now they can consume video content again like we talked about versus seeing a billboard or versus watching a TV commercial, something that is in seven to 10 seconds, so impactful, something that they want, and for you as a business owner, is affordable? Right. I mean, it's something special in that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you said it so wonderfully, and it, it you know, us <laughs> being together in this moment is just yeah. proof of right. what's possible when you put out 10 or 15 seconds of content at a time, your podcast, it's like, 
each, each time you do something, especially in this vertical world where, um, mm. you know, I think what people don't realize about vertical video, and it's something that, that I, when I had this realization, I went, oh my goodness, is that the consumption of video has now gone like, I don't know if the term's parabolic, but it's gone through the roof. Yeah. Reason being is this, traditionally, let's say in a video context, YouTube. If I were to spend an hour on YouTube, there's a lot of long form stuff there. I might watch, it really would be tough if you spend an hour on YouTube to watch more than like 10 to 15 videos, I would argue. Mm. Um, yep. Like it depends on what you end up watching. It depends if it's like, if it's short skits or longer form stuff. But like, sure. I mean, I was on there the other night watching, I didn't know this was a thing, but like you could smoke gophers out of like holes and stuff. I'm sure it's not humane. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not recommending it, but I'm like, here I am. Like someone's like said, like, I think that's a thing. And I'm like, what? And then uh, here I am watching like a 10 minute video about this guy that has all these gophers and he wants that's to awesome. use a smoke bomb to smoke them out. And I'm like, that's the kind of thing that happens only on YouTube. Right. Like where you're right. just like, how did I get here? I don't know, whatever. But you know, I started realizing like, okay, so maybe you come across, I, I forget what I said, 15 videos in an hour. Yeah. We'll say 20 if you want to get crazy. Uh, what I started realizing about vertical content is it's like because of the fact that you're on there and you're like, watch, watch, skip, 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 watch, watch, skip, skip. Yeah. I started realizing like, whoa, like if, if, if the average watch time for any video is 30 or 20 seconds, mm -hmm. that means on average, I'm watching three videos per minute. And I'm going through a lot more of them to get to those. But I'm like, okay, three videos a minute times 60 is 180 videos an hour, right? Plus all the ones I skipped. I'm like, I'm getting served like 300 videos an hour on these mm -hmm. vertical platforms. They're going to need a lot more content than a YouTube, especially given that it doesn't have some of the same staying power in the moment. It's almost like Twitter in the sense of like, and so I start going, oh my gosh, like, there's so much opportunity in vertical video because people are consuming it, but they're not, people are not going to be able to make it at the velocity that the engine needs. And that's why I started getting involved on all these platforms. Cause I'm like, you just never know when your video is going to end up in front of people that now share similar interests. If you and I are talking about business and marketing, like we're one video away from something changing our lives. And I had a whole interesting conversation this morning with a guy named Zachary. He runs, um, He's a fourth generation um, dry cleaner. And his, he has a whole family business. They're the most high end. It's called um, Jeeves. It's the most high end um, dry cleaner in New York. And he started his channel. He has hundreds of thousands of followers where he's just talking and reviewing different ways of getting out stains, different products. And he's just like, honestly, one video can change your life. And I was like, damn, is that true? Like, That's gnarly. So it's crazy. Like what's possible? You're just putting yourself out there. Yeah, you know, in, in vertical, to me, the again, what you said, it was very beautiful. It, to me, I dive deeper. The like, <laughs> it's because of The Rock. <laughs> Thank you, DJ, if you're listening. He's a DJ. subscriber of the podcast. Yeah. Um, to me, the psychology kind of, I, I can't not think of the psychology of it because I look at myself like, you know, three years ago, four years ago, and like doing this on YouTube for people watching this on YouTube, doing this and watching a video like that, took too much time for yep. us versus like the psychology of us swiping like on a TikTok or Instagram. That to me could be, I don't know the research, but that could be the only reason why vertical content is so popular right now. It could yep. just be we're lazy, our attention span. We didn't want to turn the phone. Next thing you know, the algorithm started showing, oh, these guys are just swiping like this. Why don't we just duplicate that and copy that? 
because Instagram started with Reels, and then now YouTube Shorts is such a big thing, and then, of course, TikTok changed the game. We're just so lazy, and our attention span is so short, we can't turn anymore. Because I remember turning it. I remember there even used to be, I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be videos where people would have the vertical content, and they Mm -hmm. would say in the video, turn your phone. Yep. You ever see those? And you no, used to they do. Still happen, by the way, I've seen I've seen people doing it. Like, turn yeah. your phone. You want to see the final product? I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. I do it. <laughs> and by yeah. the way, it's gorgeous. It's way better horizontally. Yeah. But that turn, man, it's it's that turn that I think people are are drawn away from. I'm even noticing because I do I build a website for uh, my buddy. Uh, shout out Vibes Miami. Um, what up, Vibes Miami? What up, Vibes? Where, where did the sound effects go, Tony? No, no, I'm not. Beer, beer, beer. Where's the? I don't know if I have that one. I have what up, Vibes Miami. Um, <laughs> I need to get a uh, a chime one or something. Oh my but gosh. so I designed his website. I'm realizing now just by looking at the analytics and things like that, where people, I think it's like something stupid, like 91% of his customers look on their phone, mm-hmm. and they don't like the the process of what it was, which is why I changed it because it's not like TikTok. Um, yep. the swipe version up and down. If you go, if you got to go side to side on a website, that's no bueno. People like the up and down now because they're so yep. used to it and their brains yep. are so wired okay. for it. So what websites and brands are changing because of that, it's very fascinating to me because what's next is what I think because this isn't going to be around forever. You know, right. something's going to change and something's going to happen. And like, I mean, as a CEO, what are you seeing from like your brand standpoint? How are you guys been able to pivot during the pandemic and how have things changed for you? Cause I mean, you're up to what a hundred people now you said, right? There's two, two, two ways of putting it. Um, I think the biggest thing that's changed for us is that brands have to be more omni-channel than ever, meaning they have to be in all the places. Whereas it used to be that like, they could just kind of be in one place because that's where everyone was. I think that that's when I look at the future, right? For the near term, it is, you know, where people spend their time is continually more fractured online. Whereas like at one point it was like, well, you know, everyone was on Facebook and then like everyone was on a mix of Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> and then it's like now, especially because of vertical channels, it's like people are spending time on TikTok, people are spending time on Reels, people are spending time on YouTube Shorts, spending time on regular YouTube. Like they are everywhere in all these different orientations, but there's one thing everyone's doing, which is still consuming more video than ever before. And we're reaching really just like a fever pitch, like a, like in other words, there's not really more hours in the day that people can consume video. Right. Um, but there has been a lift in, in overall time spent watching. Um, and so when I think about like where we're moved into, it's like we, people need more video than ever. They need video that can stand out from just the sea of video and they need everything to be tailored for all these individual places because they're spending time everywhere, which includes even television, which is also fractured because it's like 49% now broadcast in traditional cable and and 51% connected television OTT. It's like, even that's fractured, right? So I think that that's how I think about it is there's a fracturing. And I think a lot of people are trying to bet on a more unified future, like we see in China, where it's like Elon Musk is talking about it. you know, really, uh, this is what Meta is trying to do is they're like, no, 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 let's try to make ourselves the place where people spend 90% of their time online again. Because like, can we bring that, can we unify something that became so fractured? Um, And so I think everything has that. 
like in history has that like give and take of like it breaks apart, it comes back together, breaks apart, comes back together. It's very interesting. Yeah, and usually when it comes back together, it comes back even stronger, uh, mm-hmm. which which is always great for the the consumer. You know, sure. Yeah, you know, I remember everybody and my wife and I have. I've actually had her on the podcast when we did a whole episode about uh, why she thinks Blockbuster is better than Netflix. And I go, you're crazy. You're just, listen, I I used to love going to Blockbuster. I did. I used to love picking out my popcorn and my Sour Patch Kids and picking out the movie. And oh my God, it was so great getting there Thursday because you get the new release and all that crap. And it was all great and nostalgic. But when it comes down to it, Netflix is just better. It is. It's better yeah. to consume content. It's better because I have more now. It's more affordable. Do I miss the attitude of going to a location? Sure, I do. But yeah. usually when a company like that goes out of town or a Barnes & Noble because Amazon cranks out, we always hated Amazon when it first happened. But now, yeah. if you're not a Prime member, you're a loser. I mean, it's just, you know, because it's... Wow. <laughs> I mean... Wow. Talk about your community, Tony. Hey, um, you you're are... just kicking people out left right. You are looking at a Prime member, sir. Okay. I okay. Am. I just want to say, when you cut this up later, that needs to be the hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. it, hey, and since you got to shout... Get, get your shout out re- music ready. Uh, <laughs> since you shout out... I do want to shout out... We have a... We have a, a someone that we collaborate with they're one of our clients and they're really interesting they're called momitu m-o-m-e-t-u momitu uh check them out they're they're online you can look them up online or or in the app store but they are absolutely free content but when you go in there if you're like if you're really into cinema like you will not recognize many of these titles there's a lot of like independent artists a lot of stuff that like you know very interesting stuff and it's free and, it, and it's then that's what gets so interesting to me is like we're in a game where you can log into some, uh, uh, you know something with thousands of titles and not recognize any of them, and you start realizing like even the Netflix world and Amazon how small that world is. Mm-hmm. There's so much more incredible content out there, and that was my experience with Momi Team. Was like whoa, like this is incredible how much amazing content's out there that like I'm not even seeing anymore, and it in it is a little bit more of a blockbuster experience. We're like, Oh, I, I didn't even know that this was like a thing. Like it's a, a sense of discovery that, that, that you get. See, I would, I would be digging that for sure. The whole streaming attitude and then combining that with that blockbuster nostalgia of not knowing what you're going to pick. Cause you know what, what I loved most about it. And what was the name of the company again? Momi two. Yes. Nice. So I'll definitely check them out for sure. Cause me and the wife could actually agree on, on something here. Yeah, uh, and I, I really enjoy that mainly because when you went to that blockbuster, you didn't know what you were getting, right? Yep. You went there and you had to leave with something, and yep. more often than not, you pick something that you weren't really sure of. Yep. And there's something really cool and exciting about that versus, you know, being so like I don't know if you ever tried the randomize button on Netflix. Never tried it. No, you need to check that out. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying at first when you do it, but yeah. uh, it's actually I think called surprise me is the button. And okay. you literally press it and just randomly pick something kind of like from your your for you page. It's kind of exciting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, would Tony, met- you're really living that life. Just make sure you get your prime membership, or you're a loser. Don't um, be a that's what's, what's going to stick with me from this. Um, and I, I don't want to listen. I don't want to rub it in, but I am a business prime member. I don't know. I just want to throw it out there, <laughs> but just to put the the cherry on top there. Tony, not all of us are just rolling so hard like you. Um, you know. You know, uh, leave leave some slag for the rest of us. <laughs> Two days is not enough. I need it in less than a day. 
I actually, I did, uh, I did just find out that an Amazon fulfillment center uh, just got built down the street from me. So I'm like super excited. I'm like, yes, that, that, that is exciting. Show. I saw a woman out this morning with, a, I was like, I saw someone with a flashlight, and I was like, it's like is someone trying to break into my neighbor's house. It was like at like six o'clock in the morning, and it's like dark still right now. And I look and I'm like, nope, it's just an Amazon delivery person, like with a flashlight no. at like 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, Amazon, they they never sleep and neither do their employees. Look at that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> poor Bezos oh, working man. them dry. Listen, uh, if you can do me a favor, because uh, I love what your company's doing. Uh, you get work with some really great clients. If you can give us a quick shout out, let the folks know where they can uh, find your company on social and the website and uh, all that jazz. If you love this conversation, <laughs> right? I'm, I asked for a couple things in return. One is tag The Rock. I mean, Please. this is the closest I've ever come to maybe meeting <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, even though nothing's happened yet. It's like, just no. put it out. Like It's like, a, I feel like I'm in um, Harry Potter and I'm setting the owl free and I'm like, go find The, yes. the Rock. Um, take, him, take him to me. Sweet, sweet <laughs> owl pigeon. And then um, <laughs> the second thing is you can find me on TikTok, Jacques Spitzer. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, um, though I may not accept you there because, you know, most people are trying to sell me weird SaaS products. That's, that's, those are like the, the primary places to find me. And then my, my company is raindrop.agency. And so if you want to check out Raindrop, that's where you can find our work. That's, that's, that's where to find me on the internet. Very cool, man. Well, listen, I can't thank you enough. This was fun. Hopefully we can uh, we can connect after this and, and do some more work together, hopefully. But other than that, man, thanks for the time. Thanks for what you guys are doing and uh, keeping it classy out there. Thank you. This is this was fun. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics. But I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out and they're all just as good but if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the channel check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics i talked about as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates but uh, thanks for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you next time